Ladies and gentlemen, imagine that you could walk into your boss's office for the very last time. And as you leave his office, you know you're on a better path because you've decided to take a chance on your dreams and build that business that's going to give you the lifestyle that you deserve. And you think to yourself, it's going to be easy. Well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I have a rude awakening for you. Uh, starting your own business is a lot of pros. It gives you fulfillment and freedom, but there are an equal amount of frustrations, difficulties, and challenges lying ahead. And what we've decided to do with this channel is to inspire you with our stories, our expertise, and our knowledge so that you can one day walk into your boss's office with pride and say, cheers, boss. Welcome to Cheers Boss. You're speaking to Lawrence and David, the two entrepreneurs that started the Cheers Boss Foundation. And really this company is to share our expertise and experience of being entrepreneurs to help you up your income so you can go up to your boss and say, uh, up yours. David, what are we speaking about today? Um, hopefully nothing because I'm getting tired of hearing your voice because this is now the <laughs> fifth episode we're doing today. <laughs> wow. See, uh, that's, that's when you don't need friends because you have enemies like David. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all good. Um, so we are going to, you, you, not me, you are going to tell me about personality types. Ooh, which is something I'm very interested in. But before we get into that, David, what do you think a personality is? I, uh, ooh, you always You're on the spot now. Question. You're on the uh, spot. Yeah. The audience is listening. I'd, right. I'd imagine it's sort of your standard, you as a person, your standard methods to, your standard reactions to certain inputs. Uh, wrong. Well, there we go. <laughs> See, I'm wrong. I'm happy to admit I'm wrong. just kidding. You're actually right. I just wanted to say, uh, wrong. 100%. You are your, uh, your, your, your reactions to the world. And, and maybe what I could also add to that, to what you've already said, is that a personality is a defense mechanism. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. Yeah. You see, what happens is we're in our stomachs, our mother's stomachs in the, in the womb and everything is safe and fine and we feel warm and cuddly inside and we get fed on time and everything is safe. And then you come out into the real world and you experience this thing called pain. And you have no idea what pain is. The only thing you know is it doesn't feel good. So naturally, naturally and instinctively, you try and protect yourself from that pain and that becomes a barrier which we call the personality. So if I use an example, let's say that you're in grade two and you really like this girl, Crystal, and you go up to me and you say, Lawrence, you're my best friend, but please, 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 please don't tell anyone this. This is our secret. I really like Crystal. She's just, oh, she's beautiful. And the way she draws and the way she eats, I just love it. <laughs> yeah, the way she eats is a bit strange. And then 15 minutes later, I go and tell the whole school and you feel that feeling of pain related to trust. And you create an association with trust saying that trusting people is dangerous. So you create a barrier, which is a personality type of that of a skeptic, somebody who sees risk and danger in every situation because you've associated pain to trust. So, so I'd imagine a lot of our personality is determined by what we experience as, as kids or as young people. 100%. I mean, personality theory suggests that 90% of your personality is based on your experiences. Yeah. 10% is based on how you were brought up. I, and I'm sure there's a, there's a lot of like, if something traumatic happens to you when you're an adult, then it, then it changes sort of down the line. But it definitely comes down to the, who you are. And mm. yeah, it's definitely something you need to manage. Mm. There's some schools of thought that say your personality is fixed from the age of six. I don't agree with that because I feel that my personality has changed depending on a traumatic experience or big life event that happened. You, you become a different person. Yeah, 100%. So what I'd like to do in this session is just talk about two or three of, of the, the Enneagram styles. Uh, we go into a lot more detail on the cheersboss.com site, you know, our site mm. where we share our expertise and some online courses. And I talk to you about the nine different personality types. But for this show, we're just going to do three. And it's based on a model called Enneagram, yeah. which is the nine personality types. You know them also quite well, hey, Dave? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm getting to know them a little more and more. It's, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a little more Myers-Briggs sort of kind of person, but I'm learning yeah. the Enneagrams. Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, very similar, you know, a different framework, but, but very similar concepts. The Enneagram is essentially nine personality types, and you as an individual have all nine personalities within you, but you've got a tendency to be a bit more a one or a two or a six or an eight, depending on your upbringing, depending on how you've associated pain to things. So let's look at the number one, the first uh, personality, which is known as the perfectionist. And the perfectionist is the person who's avoiding the pain of criticism. So they're probably the kind of child that came home after a math test and said, Mommy, Mommy, look, I got 90% on my math test. And the mother says, where's the other 10%? <laughs> and so the perfectionist starts to associate that in order for me to be loved, I need to be perfect. In order to avoid the pain of criticism, I need to be perfect. And that's why they become perfectionists. Somebody who's great with detail, quality, project management, structure, detail, stuff like that. Yeah, I hear that. Let's look at another one, uh, the number five, the investigator. The investigator is somebody like a Stephen Hawking or a Bill Gates or Steve Jobs. Somebody who's highly, highly intellectual, analytical, loves to get into the detail of things. What they're avoiding is inadequacy. They hate to feel inadequate. And that's why they specialize in these things. They become such subject matter experts because you can never make them feel inadequate about their specific industry or their thing that they are um, very strong about. So that's the five. Uh, and then let's look at the, the eight. The eight is known as the challenger. And this is somebody who's got a very strong assertive belief and is willing to stand up for that belief. What they're avoiding is vulnerability. Now, if we look at two key key uh, leaders in, in, in South Africa over the past few years, you'll know that they are both challengers. And that is Julius Malema. Mm. And you can see, by the way, that he was able to challenge Jacob Zuma when he was still president, the Sonar. He's able to stand up for what he believes, and he's very expressive and vocal about it. He's, he's actually quite aggressive, if you, if you, would, if you would look at it um, yeah. in some way. But then you've also got Nelson Mandela, who's also an eight. Also very strong in belief, assertive in what he wants to stand for, but he's much more passive in his way of bringing it across. So the challenger is not always your loud, aggressive, angry, outspoken person. It's somebody who has a very strong belief and is willing to challenge other people's beliefs. Whether it's expressive like the Julius Malemas of the world or a bit more subdued like the Nelson Mandela's. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, it's... So where where does that variation come from? That there's someone who's very assertive or aggressive about it, and then someone who's a lot more passive about. Well, you'd have to assertion. look at their other numbers, right? So Julius Malema's number is eight, seven, and three. Those are all three extroverted, very outspoken types. That's why his approach to getting what he wants is very vocal. If you look at uh, Nelson Mandela, Nelson Mandela has got an eight, but also a very strong five, and a two. Okay. The two is compassionate, the five is very detailed and introverted, and the eight is extroverted. So he's got he's got a much better balance, or not balance, I mean, there's no right or wrong in personalities, but you can see Julius's personality, his, his, his rounded personality, or the, the, the bigger picture of his personality, he's got very extroverted numbers. Yeah. Nelson Mandela has got more passive and more analytical numbers than Julius. That's okay, what drive them. So, so... What what value do we have if we know our personality types and we know how we are generally react to certain things? Well, there's there's an element of self awareness, right? So if you're aware of what your how you're coming across and what your area of avoidance is, you know how to work on yourself and improve yourself. But also, you when you know what somebody else's number is, you know what what they need. For example, the six is the skeptic. 
they're avoiding risk. What they need is detailed instructions. So you can't just say, do a marketing plan. You'd have to say, fill out this template, put this heading on, get this detail, phone this person at three o'clock. That's what they need in order to feel comfortable. If you're working with a seven who's completely opposite to the six, they need space and freedom to explore and create. Tell them the detail of what template to use, who to phone, when to do it. They're going to walk away because they need the space to be free. They need to explore. They need to create a marketing plan. They don't need you to give the detail. 100%. Um, and then the third area, so it's one, understanding yourself, one, under, understanding and managing people, and then two, walking into a room where you can, just by body language and by voices, hear what their numbers are and then understand what the best number is to get the best out of that room and then adapt. No, that's that's really interesting. So, so walk me through that process because that's, that's something I still struggle with a lot. It's walking into a room full of people and trying to break conversation. Yeah, so so you could basically break break people into three types. Uh in, um, assertive, withdrawn, compliant, complacent. So assertive, those are people with body language, and the body language would be quite simple. It would be very aggressive or very open, upfront, tall, their shoulders out. They wouldn't be closing anything. They wouldn't have their legs closed. They wouldn't have their arms closed. It would be somebody that's very strong, very open. Um, they are assertive. You'll also hear by their voice, by their eye contact, somebody who's direct with their eye contact, very open with their, basically an open person, right? If you look into mm. a nightclub or you look in a social setting, he's the person who's surrounded by three, four people at any time. Okay. Somebody who's able to walk into a conversation, have a conversation with somebody. So those would be your threes, your sevens, and your eights of the Enneagram. Okay. Your achiever, enthusiast, challenger. And what they want is they want somebody at that level. They want somebody to be speaking results, speaking outcomes, not getting into any of the fluffy stuff, but speaking quickly. Mm. Then you've got your withdrawn personality types. Those are people in social settings who need to be approached or they stay outside the social setting. Closed body language, drooped shoulders, low. They, they seem like they've got maybe a lower confidence in that social setting. Avoiding eye contact, speaking softly. Those are the people who are your fours, your fives, and your nines of the Enneagram. So your individualist, yep. investigator, peacemaker. Those people also, they want a calmer energy. You need to speak softer to them. If you come to them with your aggressive energy <laughs> and you start shouting, you start screaming, yeah. you're going to over. So, so you should never talk to them. <laughs> and then you've got the, the complacent or the compliant people. These are your ones, your twos, and your sixes. Uh, your perfectionist helper and skeptic. And basically what they are, they just like to go with the flow. So yeah. they are the easiest to get along with because they will adopt your energy. And what you'll see is they're not necessarily starting the conversation, nor are they withdrawn from the conversations. They are in the mix. Okay. So, I mean, it's way too much detail to go into on a podcast, but that's yeah. why we have created the Cheers Boss video content. 100%. Yeah. Um, so, where can, where, can, where can people get uh, onto our course and what kind of channels can they follow us on, Dave? Well, I'll make it super easy for this. Obviously, we've got the course on personality types and I'll put the link directly to that course in the show notes. You obviously have to log in before you can see it, but that's on our, or you can just go to the website. It's cheersboss.com. And of course, if you want to give us some feedback, there's always a comment section in the course, or you can hit us up on Facebook at say Cheers Boss and on Instagram at say Cheers Boss. And just let us know what you think. Let us know if there's, if you've got a question for Lawrence, then, then drop him a message and say, Lawrence, I don't understand number nine. It's like they just don't make sense to me. Hundred mm, percent. Mm, and then we've also put a, a free test in the show notes yeah. um, where you can actually go and do your Enneagram numbers yourself. Uh, but first, go and look at the course. Go and understand what the nine numbers are before you do your your test because 
you're gonna you're gonna receive all these numbers and it's not gonna make any sense. So first go and do the content and then get yourself on the course. Uh, get yourself on the on the test. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. Great guys. Thanks for joining us again. Dave, thanks for the questions and the time. And as always, any feedback, comments are more than welcome. And remember to keep working hard so that you can up your income. So you can say to your boss. Come on, David, give it to me. Up yours. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to another one of our podcasts. And as you know, we're delivering this content on a weekly basis. So come back, check us out again. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to give us some comments, feedback, queries, or if there's maybe a topic that you want us to discuss next time, get us on social media. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Search for Cheers Boss, but we'll also put the URLs in the show notes below. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like this vibe, click subscribe, join the tribe. Let's go on this community journey together because we've been walking the journey and we'd love to show you the ropes. If you really want to take it to the next level, we've also created a website called cheersboss.com where we provide you also with weekly content and some videos to go into the details so that you can with confidence go up to your boss and say cheers because you deserve better.